Hello, and welcome to Reclaiming Your True Identity Podcast. My name is Sarah Elizabeth, and this podcast is dedicated to all the mothers who are reclaiming, living, and sharing their authentic truth. Your true identity is defined by the characteristics of your higher power, kind, loving, compassionate, creative, abundant, radiant, beautiful, and at peace. As your host, friend, sister, and guide, we are going to be removing the barriers that are blocking you from your true identity through conversation, through practices, through breath work, through mantras. And I'm also going to be sharing myself, my truth, to empower you, to strengthen you, to make you laugh, to help you live in your true identity. What is up, everybody? So good news. I have the introduction. I have my podcast space set up. The bad news. I cannot find my microphone anywhere. So I'm not going to allow that hindrance to stop me from showing up and giving you guys amazing content that will radically shift and change your lives mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So um, give me some time. I may have to invest in a new microphone. That's just how military moves work. So if you are listening to this podcast for the first time and you love quality, hang in there, boo. I'm working on it, all right? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have been listening for a little while, I want to highly encourage you to leave me some feedback, some love on your um, Apple iTunes where you listen to your podcast and also your Google Play by leaving your honest review of what you love about this podcast or maybe what you don't love about this podcast. Um, It really helps me create the content that you're looking for and also it helps other people look for this podcast. So please take some time right now if you're not driving pause and give me five stars and then um, show me some love with your amazing words and feedback about this podcast. And thank you so much for doing that. Two, if you have not done so yet, I want to encourage you to get the book, Reclaiming Your True Identity, A Mother's Conscious Guide to Inner Healing. It is a book that I written last month or that I released last month. And if you have not gotten it yet, it is on Amazon. Really want to encourage you to do that. And um, it is a beautiful guide um, helping you reclaim your true identity and the higher power of your own understanding. Also, if you're not part of our Facebook community, Reclaiming Your True Identity, a private and sacred space where you can shed, heal, and practice your new found identity, 
I want to encourage you to join us. Be sure to answer the questions so you can be allowed in and you can get some yummy meditations daily, weekly um, uh, videos, motivational videos. Um, I'm really showing up in that space and um, I see some other people are showing up in that space also. So go ahead and join us if you feel called to. So I'm really excited for these next few podcast episodes because these are um, things that I have dealt with on a personal level, things that have literally scared me to death, um, that throw me off alignment. And I realized that I am not the only one. So I was inspired by my dis-ease, by my um, sickness to bring more light into the subjects that really affect our feminine health and our mental health as women. So the next couple podcasts, I'm going to be inviting guests, um, talking about the things that we need to be aware of, how we should honor ourselves and how to, um, uh, what we need to start introducing into our regimen to really support us. So I'm really excited to begin this first episode podcast with a guest, Rachel Crow. She is going to be talking to us about our moon cycle, aka periods. And I felt like this was really important to talk about because without having this information, I would not have the awareness of what my body was doing and when it was doing it. Um, if you are not aware, I am growing through, I am healing a PMDD um, uh, disorder, premenstrual, sim, uh, sis, premenstrual system or symptoms dysphoria. So basically what that is, um, it is your PMS hormones symptoms jacked up to the 10th power, okay? It is really, really debilitating. I started having suicidal thoughts. I'm triggered, angered very easily. Um, and I started noticing that it was affecting on different phases in my period and in the moon cycle. So that's why I wanted to talk about this because I know there's other women out there that are, are that have PMDD or PMS. Um, uh, I'm going to call it enlightenment. It's not issues because every issue is meant to serve us to get us closer to ourselves. But if you have um, uh, endometriosis or PCOS or any female hormonal um, dysfunction within the body, Tracking your period and the phases of the moon brings so much clarity into the journey. And by listening to this podcast episode, you will understand why. So I want to encourage you, if you are on a long road uh, drive, turn it up and soak it in, baby. And I want to encourage you to come back, take some notes and start applying this into your own life. And I pray that this episode will heal you and begin the enlightenment journey of freedom that you are seeking if you are having um, P 
PMS issues or any hormonal imbalances or anything else like that. So with no further ado, I'm going to go ahead and begin this podcast episode. Enjoy. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Elizabeth. Uh, Welcome to Reclaiming Your True Identity podcast. I'm really excited about having you on this episode today and really giving um, our listeners something to uh, start exploring and start applying in their lives. So thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And it's just, this is such awesome information for women to have. So it's just my, this is my passion. Awesome. Thank you. So why don't you start off by introducing yourself? us okay so my name is uh, Rachel Crow and a bit like you I changed my name too so I'm also known as Rachel Hertog so I've got a few books with my old name on um, and I've been running a business called Moon Times for over 20 years um, which sells eco menstrual products but I've also been um, educating women in the power of their cycle the power of their moon time the power of their blood for probably nearly 30 years now <laughs> Beautiful. And I also read that you wrote a book for young women, like women going into their moon time. Yeah, yeah. So I've got two. Um, I've written one called Menage, A Journey into Womanhood, which is a mom and daughter book, like a workbook to go through to kind of, it teaches about your hormones and your cycle, but also about how do you want to celebrate? How do you want to be celebrated when you get your first blood? Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I've got a book called Why Does Mommy Bleed for, for toddlers and younger children to kind of understand why mommy might need a bit of time away from them. Ah, uh, <laughs> that is amazing. So I've been praying for a resource because I have two boys and a little girl. And I've been called to start introducing my boys to our moon cycle and why it's important and how it affects us. And this is how you can support us. So I'm definitely going to get that book. (laughs) Thank you. It's something that, you know, boys and girls need to know. Women often say to me, when do I start talking to my children? I'm like, as soon as they start asking, as soon as they start needing that information. I mean, my kids see my products you know they see my cloth pads in the bathroom and they ask what they're for so you know that's the time to start having the conversation beautiful well thank you I'm really excited about checking that um those books out I, lord knows I need it <laughs> the first question is how can we get started with this whole moon cycle business like how do we how do we are learning about it for the first time What's the first step? Um, the first step that I recommend is having a good journal okay. and having a, preferably a journal that's got the moon phases in it. But it doesn't have to be. It could just be a notebook and you could have a calendar maybe that shows where the moon phases are. Okay. And it is if you can find the time every day, it could just be two minutes to just go, how's my womb today? I mean, you can start with like just your bleeding days because they're the obvious ones, aren't they? It's like, okay, you know, you write in your journal. Day one is when your bleed first starts and you can look on your calendar and go, what phase is the moon in? And there's no right or wrong. This is the thing. I mean, there are all these kind of maps and diagrams that you can get of like the moon phases and, you know, we should be bleeding when it's a dark moon and we should be bleeding when it's a full moon. But, your cycle is your cycle. Mm-hmm. 
and whatever is right for you is right for you. You know, we don't we don't live in situations where we connect to the moonlight anymore. We're all living with artificial light, so our cycles are not really in sync with the moon often. So there, you know, there are lots of apps, but for me, I think it's better to really just to write and kind of be with your own um, body, really be with yourself rather than kind of doing it on your phone <laughs> and right. using the technology. Right. I mean, all, all those apps are just collecting data about you. So, you know, <laughs> true that, true that. I'm about to delete all of my apps now. <laughs> Yeah. And then they just start trying to sell you stuff. So, yeah. Yes, I'm not yeah. noticing that this morning, too. Um, so, I want to leave a tip. Um, I really want you guys to encourage you guys to do what Rachel talks about sit down with a journal two minutes a day and ask that question. Um, How's my womb doing today? And, and align that with the, the lunar moon, the lunar moon. However, if you do have an app, if that's your thing, if you want to monitor, monitor, monitor it that way, um, I, what I do with my phone, I turn down the brightness. I turn it off. Yeah. Um, there's no brightness because Rachel's right. We're always surrounded by the light. And that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that really does affect our our psyche, our, 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 our feminine psyche. So what I do, I just turn the brightness off my phone um, if I'm tracking it that way also. I track mine on my phone, but I am being encouraged to start writing it down um, because of my own personal journey that I'm um, going on uh, with my hormone imbalance. Um, so let's talk about the seasons. There's yeah. seasons in the in our I guess period moon cycle ordeal. What? Tell us more about that. Okay, so you know this is a fairly new thing since I've been teaching the cycles. You know, when I first started, we would use the archetypes of like the goddess archetypes, but the seasons have come in more recently, which a lot of women identify with, yeah. and I think they're really beautiful. So this they're. For me, they also connect us in with our Mother Earth because actually the cycle that we go through in our month is the same as the yearly cycle of the Earth. So mm. obviously you're in the state, so your autumn is fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the premenstrual time. Okay. So it's like post, once you've had your post-ovulation dip, you're moving to your autumn phase, which it sounds a lot nicer than premenstrual, doesn't it, autumn? Yes. <laughs> But, of, but for some women, you know, this is where it's like for, you know, how is that phase for you? How do you feel when that time coming up to the winter, which is your bleeding time? Okay. It's, if you relate that to the cycles, what's happening in autumn? The leaves are dropping off the trees. Things are retreating. Things are getting ready to hibernate. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what our body's calling us to do. It's preparing to bleed. It's really similar to preparing to birth when you get that nesting <laughs> It's like everything needs to be tidy and everything needs to be sorted out so I can drop everything and bleed. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's how everyone feels. Right. Some women feel super creative at this point in their cycle or whatever. But, you know, this is kind of just a general map and a guide for, for women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of it can be a really productive time where lots of stuff gets done so that you can just let let go then and drop into the winter. So the winter is 
kind of the reclusive time, your hibernation, you kind of go into yourself more if you can and really listen to your womb. I mean, in ancient times, we're told that the bleeding women were the ones that brought the prophecies to the tribes. You know, they were the shamans. They were bringing the dreams, you know, of the earth through. Um, you know, who gets the time to do that these days? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a busy mom and you're working, you know, can you give yourself, even if it's just 10 minutes having a bath with nice salts and essential oils, or, you know, what can you bring in in your bleeding time, in your moon time to to give back to yourself and really, you know, drop into your womb. Mm. And then as we come out of our bleeding time, that relates to spring. And, and I always say to women to really be gentle with yourself as you're coming out of your womb cave, which to me is my winter, is my womb cave. Mm. And, uh, you know, imagine yourself like a tiny seed sprouting in the spring. Mm-hmm. You know, tiny seed is quite vulnerable and tender. So we don't want to be going, hey, world, I'm here. <laughs> I've finished bleeding and I'm back out in the world. It's like, go slow. And and for me also, you know, women who've had kind of maybe difficult childhoods, which is a lot of us, you know, this time can be particularly um, difficult because it hits on that maiden energy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so this is our kind of pre-ovulation time, the spring. And then we hit summer, which is like, full moon time, full ovulation, you know, think of the summer, you know, all the flowers are in bloom, the trees are showing all their leaves, they're kind of like, hey world, look at me, I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's how often women can feel. Not everyone though, some women find that energy almost too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's always important to really check in with yourself. How do you feel at that time? I mean, I know when I was in my twenties, I was I was that. I was like, yay, I'm super creative at this point in my cycle. I can I'm Wonder Woman, I can do it all. Mm-hmm. As I've got older, I actually find that energy a bit too intense mm-hmm. and kind of it can almost feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So you know it's it's really important. This is why, I mean, you know, just knowing your own body and knowing your own womb and your own cycle is so important because you can almost start to plan your life around it. I mean, I know I certainly do. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, that premenstrual week, I'm going to be irritable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, my kids are probably going to be really annoying me. I'm going to need some time out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to look after myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I won't program in too much work. Definitely not if I can predict when I'm bleeding, if you've got a regular cycle and you can predict when you're going to need that time to rest and recuperate, Mm -hmm. if you can plan that in as much as possible. You know, for some of us, it isn't possible, but we're we're cyclic beings and we're living in a linear world where, you know, the world wants us to be in ovulation all the time and just be go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. But we're cyclic. We don't work like that. You know, we're almost like four different, we are four different energies a month. Mm -hmm. Uh so we can really learn to work with those energies we've got a powerful tool in our bodies so yeah I mean do you relate with that absolutely so I started um last year with learning about my moon my period and before I became knowledgeable of what I know now looking back our period was this horrible thing. It was like this curse. And that was the mindset that I had around it. And 
I feel like my inner goddess, my womb knew that I believed that this was a curse. So my womb was turning against me. I, I had endometriosis all the time. And I was a fitness instructor all the time uh, at that time. So I had to go, 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 push, 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 because that's what the world demanded of me. Then I got into, um, I, I noticed, okay, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep pushing like this. There has to be another way. And spirit brought me to this realm of learning and understanding my period, my main cycle. And once I got that information, of, uh, for me, uh, it was the seasons. And once I started applying that and noticing how each of those seasons made me feel like you, I was able to plan accordingly. And that was a pretty good year. That was a pretty good year. Um, I actually predicted when my husband was going to get promoted. And that's how deep I really took this practice. Um, so everything that you are saying, I 100% back it up. Let's really define our period and our moon cycle. Does that make sense? Like yeah. for someone that's brand new to this, I'm pretty sure they're like, I know this is, she's trying to tell me something, but what is our moon cycle? What, and, you know, how is that, how does that correlate with the moon or whatever, or, or a period? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. I mean, what you're reminding me of is a bit like, you know, at school for me, we were taught that, you know, our period was something to, about, to do with our body and our anatomy and, and about having babies. And I never right. understood <laughs> how it fitted together. So the moon time is more the whole of the fertility cycle. Oh, and our period really is just when we bleed. Okay. Just a few days a month. Okay. And, and, and it's interesting hearing, you know, you talking about the curse and the pain and so many women feel that. They just feel like they don't want it. They want to medicate it. They want to block it up and not go there. And and if you've got horrendous pain and issues, yeah, I get that. I get that. But the way I look at our period and our whole fertility cycle is it's part of a woman's vital health. Mm. You know, like the way you get your heartbeat checked and your temperature checked and, you know, our, our moon time mm tells us if something's wrong if we're out of balance in some way mm -hmm. so that pain those migraines that backache that you know endometriosis polycystic ovaries mm -hmm. all of those things are our body shouting at us to kind of pay attention yes so if we can kind of really listen and and you know miracles do happen for some women it is as simple as you know they start tuning in and maybe changing the products they use too okay and connect more with their with their bleeding time yes and you know doing the whole kind of journaling and, and noticing the moon phases okay symptoms can just ease off by themselves almost right. you know that's just giving attention to something exactly it's like she and loves me. it's like giving that love to yourself it's and it's yeah. it's it's um it's like a spiritual type of love. You have this person inside of you, but you don't see it, but you feel it. And I noticed once I started honoring my blood and honoring the, the, the spiritual aspect of it, it was like, okay, we're cool now. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, for me, my moon cycle is my spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. 
like this is encoded in us as women mm-hmm. <laughs> we have this kind of yeah this connection with the earth yes which you know patriarchy has tried to cut off yes. <laughs> centuries you know and this connection with our grandmother moon who is always there looking out looking over us and looking after us you know I'm just talking to you I'm getting goosebumps because it's like you know they it's it's back to basics isn't it this is such simple stuff and yet we've been cut off from it right right it's um interesting that you you clarified something for me because when someone talk when I talk to somebody I'm like oh yeah the period the moon this 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 that that and this um I really liked how you clearly defined the moon as our fertility um or I guess correct me if I'm wrong our fertility energy yeah yeah. I love that. And I, I resonate with that so much because, uh, like I said, I'm going on a journey of healing my hormones. And I, like I mentioned earlier, it's like two days when I start ovulating and it's two days before the full moon, my womb freaks out. And I feel like because I, 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 I went into deep meditation the other day. I feel like I'm supposed to get pregnant at this time. Like, my body's screaming, I want to be, I want to carry a baby so bad. Oh. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. But when you say that the moon is our fertility cycle, that makes perfect, it, it's connecting the dots. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not going to get pregnant, but we can see what we can do. and and I I was interested because I remember having some groups and sharing you know our feelings around those seasons around the cycle and so many women go into grief after ovulation and I was like what's that about and it's the ones that want to get pregnant or their womb wants to get pregnant yes and I always had relief (laughs) because I didn't want to get pregnant right well I feel like I just had a breakthrough today because I thought I was going crazy because she told me I want to get pregnant I want to have a baby and and I notice when it doesn't happen that's when my depression sets in so let's let's talk about let's move into that so why is this so important to know like why should we start practicing or not practicing um monitoring our periods how they correlate with the moon. Like, why is that so important for our women, our feminine health? Well, you know, like you've just said, you, you've, you've tracked your cycle and you know you have these two days that are like sticking points that, you know, could mm. be massive depression, whatever it is. You know, when you've, when you've clocked that for a few months and you go, hey, how come on day 15, day 16, this is how I feel every month. What is that about? Mm-hmm. You know, and you can, I, you know, I, I love the way you said, well, I meditated and this is what came up and this is what I feel. And there'll be more layers to that. Each time you go in and go a bit deeper, more layers will come up mm. and, and you'll get to hear more. And, you know, I kind of say, yeah, my womb talks to me. Mm. You know, I'm not crazy. I'm not. Mm. <laughs> but she absolutely gives me, the most amazing messages about my body and about what I'm what I need to look at so mm-hmm. and having this kind of these maps of the you know I really like the archetypes as well the kind of the maiden mother 
enchantress or priestess crone you, archetypes do you want to do you want to go into that too like i'm i'm open to learning more about that because i've only known the seasons okay yeah, yeah so it's a, it's a little bit old school okay, yeah. <laughs> using the archetypes and of course you know a lot of women who've been doing goddess work will know maiden mother crone but actually because there are four archetypes of our cycle so of course the, ma the maiden time it relates to the maiden time in our life before we have our first blood so you know that kind of we're happy joyous free you know we're not really in the in the world as much as we are later we're we're still sheltered a little bit from maybe the shadow side of the world you know mm -hmm. you know there are girls who start their periods they're still playing with their barbie dolls you know mm -hmm. and then you know once we once we move over into the next phase which is the ovulation phase the mother phase obviously that archetype is you know the mother she could be the the pregnant pregnant with life but also pregnant with creativity mm. so she's the archetype of ovulation of summer and then um this is from Miranda Gray's book Red Moon which is quite old she names the next one the enchantress I quite like um priestess or medicine woman mm. you know she's she's the autumn she's the premenstrual one and I also see her as the, the truth speaker you know she's like no bs <laughs> it's like i'm just gonna tell you it as it is mm -hmm. and you know I, i i really like her energy mm -hmm. um and then we move around into the crone so the crone is you know it's almost like we have a mini death at our bleed time mm -hmm. you know we kind of turn into the wise elder we can channel this amazing energy so it's a great time to really drop into our meditation and our kind of practice whatever that is and really get some good messages from our body mm. maybe just messages that we're picking up in the energy field mm -hmm. we're we're more sensitive you know our kind of uh, yeah our energy is more permeable so it's also time to be really careful who you're hanging out with mm. you know when you're pre-menstrual when you're bleeding almost like that veils thinner right. <laughs> you, kind of, you feel more we feel more at that time so right. you know you feel the good stuff and the bad stuff so yes. Yeah, it's a time to kind of really protect yourself as well. Okay. So, yeah, so they're the kind of um, the archetypes of the cycle. Okay. And and you can kind of layer, layer the seasons over them or just choose either to work with or none or just, you know, just listening to your own womb wisdom. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what comes through. So, you know, it might be, so just as an example, someone else who really struggles on day six seven of their cycle you know maybe they're hitting some childhood trauma mm. that they haven't dealt with that needs to come through mm -hmm. you know possible around ovulation there might be some birth trauma from a from if mm. they've given birth you know so there's it's just it's really interesting to observe bring your attention to that and just mm. drop in and go so what what do I need to see what needs to be revealed to me what do I need to work with here you know and I often say to even women who've got like hormone imbalances and things, it's like, ask your body why it's doing that. You know, why are my ovaries producing too much estrogen? Or you know, it's like, why have I got too much testosterone again? What, yeah. what, what's my body trying to compensate for? Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. I just had an aha moment. Looking back, okay, what is it? How is it? how, you know, just trying to find those missing blocks. And I think I found the missing block. 
Um, and I'll go ahead and share that. Like my son, he was a twin and my body absorbed the other one. And I've always brushed it off. Like it's no big deal, but maybe it's that soul that wants to be honored and celebrated and released, you know, it's still, it's still in there. So I'm like, Hmm. Okay. So yeah. Got some work to do. <laughs> and I always think when, when those thoughts come in, no matter how crazy they might feel, it's like, just just go with it because they oh, come yeah. in for a reason. Absolutely. I mean, that's our intuition. That's right. the other thing that we're doing really is we're really homing our intuition. Women are such intuitive beings. Yes. And we often kind of feel like, oh, you know, I'm I'm crazy. I can't say that I'm crazy. You know? Yeah, I know. I, I noticed that. I'm yeah, like... Yeah. Intuition already got on to me. She's like, we don't, we are not crazy, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> we know things. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, now that we have this information, now that we're tracking our periods and how, you know, the, the moon uh, communicates with us or whatever, what are some practices that we can start doing to honor our our periods and to honor our blood and to honor ourselves? Yeah. So, I mean, for a lot of women, that that might sound scary in itself. What can I do to honor my blood? I mean, there's there's so many women doing that kind of work. If you go on Instagram and put in like periods and blood, you'll get all kinds of stuff. And some women are painting their bodies with their blood. Yes. Some women <laughs> put it on your third eye and meditate. Um, for some women, just touching it is enough. You know, that that's, that's difficult enough just to touch it. So you have to find out what your comfort zone is with that. Um, I really like... Um, giving my blood to the earth mm-hmm. just kind of because I, I use cloth pads so I soak them and then I use the water that I've soaked them in to kind of I have a moon tree mm-hmm. in my garden that I water mm-hmm. some women like to water their vegetable gardens or their herbs or their pot plants mm-hmm. um you know and I, I have a little giveaway song and just I do it in a really honoring way of like I'm giving back to the mother mm-hmm. my, my sacred blood you know is to me it's sacred mm-hmm. so you know, it's kind of find what resonates for you, what feels okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I know women who paint with their blood. Mm-hmm. They make, you know, menstrual art, um, menstrual mandalas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like there's a whole whole range of stuff out there that you can do to kind of really honour it. I mean, some women really like to just have baths mm-hmm. and kind of put rose petals in and really, mm-hmm. you know, drop into that. Mm-hmm. most women like to do practices at this time on their own but obviously that I mean I also run a red tent which meets on the dark moon and you know we don't particularly do blood practices but we do a cycle check-in where we all say what day of our cycle we're on and we kind of listen to each other and kind of you know the sisters can bring up you know their, their struggles with their cycle mm-hmm. you know just to be witnessed mm-hmm. so you know women's circles and women's groups are another way that you can gather and honor your cycle in that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then also honor each other's yeah, you know, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also part of a menopause group and we actually did a blood ritual to kind of, because you don't know when you're going to stop, <laughs> your last, when your last blood might be, but we kind of went, okay, well, you know, let's start really honouring because it's like, you know, some of the women are just like, this could be my last one. <laughs> yeah. So we've done some, we've done some art, we've done some, where we've gone out together, we've, we've saved our blood from that month and we've gone out together and done, poured it on the earth. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, what else have we done? We made stamps and we printed with our blood. Okay. You know, kind of, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's kind of, you just get imaginative with it. Okay. Yeah, I um, I gave my, well, I when I started this journey, I was like, okay, I'm going to start with the ego mind first. I'm going to learn everything I can and go that way. And yeah. then once I became comfortable um, I knew for me it was time to start branching out more. And so I, I gave, um, uh, I used the cup, or I used to use the cup. Um, and I, you know, collected my blood in a bottle and I went out and I gave it back to Mother Earth. And that, I found that really, um, it was re- really connecting. You know, like, it was just like, we had this energy of gratitude amongst each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to get back to it. You know, maybe this, this is what this journey is teaching me. It's like, okay, we got to get back to our womb center. We really got to get back to the sacredness um, that this offers. Um, I know for me, um, physically... It's, I when I go into that winter or that the end of autumn going into winter, I really uh, I just listen to my body. If my body wants to sleep, I let it sleep. And I like to eat. I don't eat heavy carbs all the time, but I eat like beans and like something really solid and grounding to really help pull me in. And, and like you said, I just really listen to my, my intuition, listen to my body. Okay, what is it that you want? I just want to sit on the couch and watch nonsense TV and, and just be right here and write. Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh, like Rachel said, just really listen to your body and honor that. And um, okay, so I have two questions. <clears throat> One, how did you get into this work? um it's interesting I kind of I have a memory of like getting my first blood and telling my mum and my mum being horrified and and I had this real sense of like I'm supposed to be being celebrated here (laughs) this is is like my rite of passage into womanhood and I you know I got the the whole it's a curse and you're gonna have to deal with this for the rest of your life and Mm -hmm. you know and I started tracking my cycle at 11 you know I look back in journals and I've got like a big p on the days of my period you know so I was kind of almost it was imprinted in me to to start doing this work but it came around um a friend and I started a women's group I was like 22 I just moved to another town I had two children and you know it was a way to get to know each other and as part of that women's group we talked about our first periods and we had a honoring ceremony for each other. Mm-hmm. 
And that just took me into wanting to understand more. So I started reading the books. You know, there's like Alexandra Pope's Wild Genie book, um, Red Moon by Miranda Gray. Um, yes, those kind of books that were out at that time. So this is, you know, we're talking about the 90s here. Yeah. Um, and I made myself cloth pads. You know, I was using cloth nappies for my children, but or diapers, um, but kind of using tampons and flushing things down the toilet and suddenly having this awareness of like, what am I doing? You know, why aren't I using products that are a bit more earth friendly? Mm-hmm. And so just noticing my cycle and switching to cloth, I'd had really bad PMS. You know, I was having rages two weeks out of the month. I was raging. I was irritable. I didn't want to be around my kids. And that all kind of slowly went away. And I was like, wow. So noticing my cycle, journaling my cycle, noticing what's going on in my body, using these different products has totally shifted how I feel about it, you know, and and all those symptoms have gone away. And that kind of made me want to share that information with other women. Beautiful. Beautiful. So yeah, it's kind of so it's gone on from there really. And I'm coming up to fifty, so (laughs) it's kind of been a life's journey. Yeah. Nice. So um, I was reading your bio and I read something very interesting. And um, if you want to share, you are more, you know, you can, you can, if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine too. Um, But I just thought, I just feel like women need to hear this because a lot of us, I'm starting to notice we're starting to wake up to something bigger inside and without uh, around us yeah and then there's several of us in that collective that are starting to move forward and start healing yeah and then there's from that group we're moving even further and we're healed we're manifesting like we're not triggered anymore. We respond and react in love and we give love. And then from that collective, I'm in that collective, we get hit with a a hormonal imbalance or we lose somebody or we, we get something with inside of us that is really detrimental, detrimental. So, I'm, I know I'm not the only one and I know there's people out there that are on the same journey and I wanted to, I wanted to give you this opportunity to share your healing journey and, um, with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So So, tell us about that. What was that like for you? It's, it's, it's an interesting journey. (laughs) So (laughs) I was diagnosed about a year and a half ago with cervical cancer and I was just like, whoa you know I've been doing womb work for 30 years how did I not how did I not get this pit and it's literally I've been doing womb work for nearly 30 years I haven't been tuning in with my cervix which is mm. part of my womb right and and the energetic work that I've done with that is kind of discovering that you know this is a sacred portal in my body mm. this is the 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 portal that opens to let a baby out, that opens to let our blood out, that opens to let sperm in. Mm. She's also the guardian of my womb. Mm. You know, she closes. Certain times of the month she closes, certain times of the month she moves up and down. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I knew that around the fertility stuff. I knew she opens when she's ovulating, she moves up. But I, you know, hadn't gone energetically deep into, you know, what's what's she doing in there? What's all that about? And um, yeah, so I, you know, the, what they wanted me to do, like they do when you get cancer, is let's cut it out. So they wanted to give me a full hysterectomy and remove my lymph nodes. And I was just like, uh, no, that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I mean, I could just, every cell in my body just went, we can heal this. Mm. We can heal this. So, you know, I've been on a journey and and it's been interesting. In May this year, um, they told me that the outside of my cervix is completely clear of cancer now. Oh. So that has gone. I mean, you you know, they they put the, put it up on the screen. You can see it. And I was like, whoa, that does not look like a healthy cervix. Mm-hmm. And now she does. Mm-hmm. There is still some cells up in the neck of the cervix that still need healing. And and it's interesting. So the, the language we use around cancer is all about fighting cancer and you're battling cancer. And, you know, someone said that to me. Oh, I hear you're having a battle. And I went, no, you know what? I'm loving my body. Mm-hmm. It's just brought me to love. It's just brought in surrender. I need to surrender. I need to let go of some of the stressful things in my life. She's a sacred boundary, so I need to look at my boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where am I being trampled on or, you know, not respecting my own boundaries, people not respecting my boundaries. All of that wow. is the energetics wow. of the cervix. Wow. So it's just taking me deeper into my womb work. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's and, good, yeah. And it's estrogenic cancer. So like you, I've got a hormonal imbalance going on there. I mean, I'm in perimenopause, so, you know, that's natural that your hormones go all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I am, I'm working with a naturopath as well to really balance out my hormones and looking mm-hmm. at what triggers stress in my body and mm-hmm. How how can I stop that? So, you know, bringing in a lot more self-care, yes. you know, really looking after myself, really resting and doing like what you were saying, listening to my body. And and it's interesting when you're talking about the food when you're premenstrual, what foods, because so many women are like chocolate and yeah. sweets. And it's like, no, that's not what my body needs. Right. It's, it might be the comfort food or the emotional food, but yeah. Sugar's never the one to go to. Right, right. Yeah, so. I love that so much. And that brings me so much peace. And it brings me so much joy. Because, you know, um, I look at, um, like, Wayne Dyer and uh, Ram Dass. And now listening to you. Because, you know, I, I am not embracing cancer. But... I feel like I'm dealing with mental health. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm dealing with the mental health side of things. And I started thinking, and I've done work, I've healed my depression and all of those things. So I know that's not what it is. And, you know, I just woke up one day and I was like, I, I want to kill myself. I really want to do this. Like, this is going down. And I just knew this is not right. So once I started going through that journey of, okay, what is this? How, what is this going on? How, I really started Googling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's comforting, like getting a label is a good and bad thing. It's like, okay, this is what I have, but damn, why do I have this? Yeah. 
And I went into meditation one day and I was just, you know, arguing, resisting, fighting, battling. I was just like, this is not, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this journey. And God told me, you know, dis-eases happen to bring us closer to ourselves. And once I received that answer, okay, I'm, this is just teaching me how to honor and respect myself on a whole nother level. It's, it seems like it, it's weakened its state. You know, I'm not 100% yet, but I'm much better than what I was three months ago, you know, and we're just going to keep moving from there. So um, just listening to you that last little bit brought me uh, so much clarity. I really appreciate that. I'm like, yep. Yeah. I'm yeah. on the right path. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, there's, there's nothing like a kind of diagnosis, like something like cancer to get you right back on your soul path. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. And, and I think it's just so easy for us to, you know, oh, we're good because we're holding space and we're doing our work and I love everybody. And then, you know, and yeah. it's, and, and I love that, you know, we're, showing or giving listeners an opportunity to change their perspective of whatever they're dealing with with their hormones or with their with their condition because uh, they get scared and frightened and they start fighting and they're just making it worse if we just like you said surrender to it we're gonna be good yeah that's always my first bit of advice is don't ever be frightened and feel like you need to fight you know, it's like, just don't let anyone put the fear in you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's the opposite of love, isn't it? We have to have love and trust. Yes, yes. And just keep surrendering to that over and over. Awesome. Let me ask you this one last question. You can leave your last bit. What brings you joy? <laughs> Do you know what? Doing things like this, talking about my passion... You know, it's, it, it's been really interesting. Even this week, I've had three women ask to call me who've had diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And I just talking to them for like half an hour on the phone and going, don't buy into the fear. You're going to be okay. Miracles happen. And, and, and actually, these days, people live with dis-ease. Mm -hmm. They live with cancer. They live with, you know, kind of illnesses like endometriosis that is incurable. Mm -hmm we can find ways to live with these things and for the symptoms to be eased yes. and sometimes there is a full cure and sometimes there isn't but it's that surrender yes. you know just surrender to it and life will show you what you need to do absolutely amen yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> hey there thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode i pray that it served your highest good and if it has be a blessing to others and share this podcast with your tribe, with your sisters, and with your girlfriends. And if you can, please right now leave a five-star review so other women can find this amazing podcast so they can start accessing this free information and applying it in their lives. So I want to leave you some resources where you can get in touch with Rachel Crow. She has a website, www.moontimes.co, 
uk, and of course you can find her on Facebook as Rachel Crow. Be sure to let her know that you've heard her amazing and inspiring podcast interview on reclaiming your true identity. Also, she left us a gift inside Reclaiming Your True Identity Facebook group. She left us this amazing tool, um, period moon tracker, so we can start tracking our moon cycles. And uh, be sure to join our group so you can have access to that. Now, if you want to start learning more and diving deeper into learning the ins and outs of your period and how to love your period even more, I want to encourage you to check out Rachel Crow's online teaching program, How to Love Your Period. She will go more in depth with how to track your period, more about the archetypes and the seasons, and give you more tools to really dive into your womb space, and also give you some energetic tools to start helping you bust through any blocks or dis-eases within the body. It is super affordable, it is super fun, and uh, once you dial in into that wound magic, your life will radically change. So I want to leave you with a few bullet points so you can start moving forward Again, listen to this episode again. Go to rachelsmoontimes.co.uk. Friend her on Facebook. See all the blogs and information she has. Soak up all of the information so you can start applying the moon cycle and how to honor yourself. But right now, I just want to encourage you to get a planner or get a journal and start tracking how you feel. Check in with your womb space. How are you feeling today? And how does that correlate with the moon phase of that day? When you begin to track your period, that's when you start really using your personal power. You get to have evidence of how you've been feeling, when you've been feeling it, and if something was off, in your body, like let's say if you were diagnosed with PMDD or, or endometriosis or with cancer, you have some evidence to go off by to see, okay, look at you know what's been going on, what's not been happening, and then you can start asking more questions. What do I need to let go of? What do I need to call in? And so forth and so forth. And also for me, and for you, especially if you're um, a business owner working from home, you get to plan your period around your productivity. So I know in the winter season, nobody's going to see me or hear from me because I'm meditating, I'm releasing, I'm healing, and I'm really honoring myself. And then in um, the the autumn, I'm planting seeds of intentions. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, what I can't be doing, and things of that nature. So really start tracking your period. Really start tracking how you're feeling. Connect to her. Listen to her. Honor her. In the next episode, we are going to be talking about some energetic tools and practices that you can start incorporating if your period is just a little bit off. Again, thank you so very much. Be sure to check out 
Rachel Crow and all of her awesomeness and the links to her books and programs will be listed in the show notes. Thank you so much and have a wonderful and great day.